hope that you got your finest apparel on because guess what? It's that time of year where it is the second annual I Can Do This All Day Podcast Awards Show. Um, once again, this is Dan, the part-time adventure. That's Mark, the resident Jedi. Fully decked out in my finest Murano wool quarter zip. Really not leaning into the shirt and tie. I'm not getting paid for this. But today, we are here to talk about something that we have a lot of passion about. And that's the good, the bad, and the shitty. Which there was a lot of that this year. The shitty, I should say. Because I think going down our list of, of things, like... We didn't we had to go back in the the catalog and archives and watch a bunch of movies because there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on this year. Uh, There were some really bright gems, which we'll highlight. But the point of this awards show tonight is really just to kind of celebrate either some of the movies that we've watched for the podcast or stuff that just came out this year. And we just thought was really great and buzzworthy. So we've got our own little awards uh, that we have for this particular show. No one gets any awards, but they just get the esteemed credit of being mentioned on this podcast. So, uh, Mark, why don't we start off with the first award, which is our Wedge Salad Award. Now, for those that might need a little context, and if you didn't watch it last year, the Wedge Salad Award is the recipient of a movie that was supposed to be amazing, but it just turned out to be a bunch of stuff just like a wedge salad is. A wedge salad is a hunk of lettuce with some stuff sprinkled on top. So it's really not that special, but we make it a big deal. So this year's recipients, Mark, if you'll do the honors. I, I will. And just like the wedge salad, this is, this is a great starter for everybody and a great conversation starter because I know uh, where you lie with this movie and I know where I wanted to be. I wanted to be there so bad, but fool me once. Shame on you from shame on or fool me twice. Shame on me at this point. Um, the uh, I can do this all day podcast 2023 wedge salad award winner is Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Um, there is a strong feeling that this movie was not going to be that great, uh, because Disney just did not come out with any hits at all this year and uh, it was looking bad. And, and you and I, I think I made the comments that. Um, it was between like Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp, Quantumania, and Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, which is going to be the the higher box office grossing film. And it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, which I didn't really think that I was in danger of losing that. But at the same time, like, yeah, it was Indiana Jones. And like, I did want it to do well, uh, but Indiana Jones was never my action adventure guy. So I, I saw it well after it was in its theatrical run. But yeah, I mean, they brought a lot of stuff into it, right? You have Karen Allen's character back in it, Marion, and you've you got a really uh, great cast, Boyd Holbrook, you got Mads Mikkelsen, and, and everyone else that, that came back from the previous movies. But uh, it was missing one thing on that wedge salad, and that was short round. So I think a lost opportunity there. I uh, totally agree on the short round. Um, but I wanted this to be so good. I love the first three Nina Jones movies tolerated crystal skull because we at least got karen allen and 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 fucking harrison ford back like we'll get there we'll get there i love that they brought sala back in this new version and that might be the best part of the movie it's like it's sala he's alive that's it the rest of it does like phoebe walker bridger in this is um a breath of fresh air like i enjoy her a lot i think she's funny but being funny and making a movie that lives up to the the loftiness of an indiana jones not the same thing not the same thing to me she'll always just be uh l337 uh from solo um a movie that much that if we were doing 
the Wedge Salad Award back in 2018. Big win for Solo. <laughs> the only award Solo would have won. So we we talked uh, a small amount of shit about Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, but congrats to Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny for being the 2023 recipient of the Wedge Salad Award. Uh, going on to our next award, Mark, why don't you talk a little bit about this one? So uh, for those of you that were, were uh, sports movie fans in, in the 80s and 90s, you'll remember a Bob Euchre classic quotable movie line that's, that is that is just a bit outside. Um, and for us, uh, much like the hitters in those situations, we haven't seen it and we're sure it was pretty great. And the winner of this year's Just a Bit Outside Award is? The Martin Scorsese, uh, possibly great, possibly not. We don't know because we haven't seen it, but, you know, it comes with gravitas. Killers of the Fallen. Dan, I mean, why haven't you seen this movie yet? Because I don't care about Leonardo DiCaprio films and Scorsese films in theatrical runs now. I just feel like he's a good actor. He's a great director. Uh, and and I, I should say he's a great actor. Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor. Um, Scorsese, great director. His resume speaks for itself, right? But I, I feel like this is more of an obligation to either review or watch the movie because it just doesn't seem like the type of movie that I would enjoy. And I'm surprised that you would, I think you heavily influenced this award. I'm surprised that uh, this is actually on the radar because I think you want to enjoy movies. I don't think you'll enjoy this movie. I don't think you'll leave happy and uh, feel no. good, if you will. That, that's why I haven't gone to see it. I, I'm contractually obligated to watch all Scorsese movies due to my allegiance to um, Casino and Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street and all of it. All of it, basically. The Departed. Oh, But I, I don't find a difference in Scorsese's cinematography uh, going from the big screen to the small screen. I don't. And I don't like it, it's it's it, I'll watch it when I want to watch a good movie at home and I'll feel great about it, maybe. But it's also. I don't know. It's got like some overtones of social discourse and things of that nature in it. Like it, it's it's based on a true story, apparently. And it's just not, you know, and we could be completely wrong about this, because if if anybody remembers or listened to last year's award, so podcast, do you remember what the 2022 uh, just a bit outside movie was? How can I forget everything everywhere all at once? Boy, we should have watched that sooner because that movie's great. And maybe next year, that's what we'll say about this movie. Oh, and I guess we should probably announce the previous year's winner. Um, so on the Wedge Salad Award, uh, that was Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, he, that was the winner in 2022. So um, we'll, we'll go forward talking about the previous year winner and then announce the actual winners. But yeah, agree on Killers of Flower Moon. I mean, I'm sure it's good and I'm sure I'll watch it eventually. I'm just not in a rush to see it. So it's uh, just a bit outside. Speaking of just a bit outside, our next category is I just don't get it. Uh, it's for those movies that have so much hype and so much love and they make so much money, um, possibly. Uh, and I just don't get it. So the 2022 winner of that was Hocus Pocus. Because when I saw that movie and reviewed it for the podcast, I just didn't get it. Like there must have been something that I was missing, but I don't think I was. I'm pretty observant and I'm I'm pretty lenient on a lot of, you know, the Disney movies. So it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I go back to a, a line that I said on the, that episode is that uh, it's like the 30th anniversary of pretending Hocus Pocus is a good movie. And, and so uh, that brings us to our winner for 2023. And I don't know, Mark, if you're a Swifty, but the Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour is the winner for the I just don't get it 
award. Yeah, and I think that this movie uh, has something very similar in, in common with, with the Hocus Pocus movie is the ladies love it. They're just all behind it. And, and and that's not to say that all Swifties are women. There are men Swifties, there are female Swifties, there are uh, non-denominational and, uh, and, and um, yeah, all kinds of Swifties. Uh, and all love to the Swifties. Uh, I was actually um, a witness to an all-out Swifty argument uh, at a Christmas gathering this year with the family, like full on, no, you didn't hate Taylor Swift. How dare you situation. So those that go after, uh, um, you know, Madam Swift, they are vehement. They may be more dangerous than the Star Wars fans that have uh, littered comments on our, um, I think, very accurate review of the Star Wars Christmas special. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, there's 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 just something about this movie that I don't get. And I'll tell you exactly why I don't get it. I go to concerts for musicians that I want to see. I don't, I, I want to feel the concert, not watch the concert. I will say that even though I have not seen the Ears tour, uh, both in concert and the movie presentation of it, I totally understand as to why people would go to this because they don't want to spend $800 on Holy a ticket. Shit, they don't. Yeah. So that's one thing, right? But I think, you know, you can have a great atmosphere. Uh, I think Beyonce uh, had a concert in released in movie theaters. And I'm, I'm, I believe a few others, uh, a few other bands and artists have done that too. But if you've seen something like the TikTok videos or, uh, you know, of all the Swifties watching the Ares tour, you would think they're they're at the freaking concert. But no, they're at a movie theater and they're just jamming out. And so like, good for them. You know, that's, I think if you can have fun at a movie theater and let loose like that, that's pretty awesome. So uh, as much as I just don't get it, I think it's very deserving of this award. And I'm very happy for the Swifties and any new Swifties that have partaken in the Ares tour movie theater experience. More power. Just, just all of the friendship bracelets from us to them. All of them. All of them. You know, a friendship bracelet is a little bit unexpected because I just don't have my beads ready. But at the same time, I do want to talk about our Unexpected Gem Award, which the winner in 2022 was Marvel's special presentation, Werewolf by Night. Uh, really great. That, or a show or a special presentation. I don't even know what to call it, but it was just refreshing and we loved it. And it was totally unexpected, like thought that it would be another throwaway like most of the stuff marvel put out on tv and man it was just tight and great and every minute of it every minute of it was sharp and just it 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 just kept giving and i i think that our award winner this year fits into all those categories i didn't expect it to be good at all i didn't expect to want to go see it and i was shocked that i own this movie now <laughs> So that movie is Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Uh, so I was very surprised by this film. Um, I believe uh, it was probably one of our most uh, interesting episodes to shoot. Uh, and, and it was one of those things where we had a, a lot of deep conversation about everything. And then also a lot of silly conversation because there was some silliness involved in it. So uh, you have such a, a great director uh, along with a star studded cast and uh, a lot of inclusivity and a lot of uh, different things that were being tackled, such as the patriarchy yeah, and what you think would be a, a good way to run a society in, in Barbie land. So, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Totally, totally deserving of it. And uh, definitely an unexpected gem, especially for me, being the hardcore action guy that I am. Uh, walking into that movie, I was just uh, hoping to make my wife happy with, with me attending. And it was a good time. 
we we all enjoyed it. I I only saw this movie in theaters because you told me I needed to. My wife saw it before me, and you're <laughs> like, "No, it was it was good." And I didn't say that. I definitely you did. Didn't. Though you told me, I we... didn't say it like that for sure. Mm. I was like, "It's pretty good." I think you. I don't know. You think? I think you might want to see it. I, that, I didn't that, say it. it for those that that are listeners, you understand that that when you know that when he went to that movie, he was ready to shit on it hard. He had jokes lined up. He was ready to rip into his wife for making him go. Like you know that that was your mindset going in, and you left with a full patriarchy pride swallow of, oh wait, this is this is good. Nah, no, I I went into it pretty open that it was going to be uh, a good movie. Um, I had, I had heard from other people about some of the, some of the stuff that's like, yeah, it's definitely not for kids. So like, okay, if it's not for kids, I'm down because <laughs> I don't really enjoy kids' movies at all. I have a hard time because I hey, didn't have a typical childhood, so I don't have that connectiveness to that inner child that a lot of people do. But it's starting to starting to happen as my kids are getting older, and I'm going through those life lessons with them and I, I i notice and i miss some of their little infant antics and uh toddler antics I, i'm starting to to get that that childhood um void filled by seeing my kids grow up but yeah good movie totally deserving of the award and uh definitely an unexpected joke hey uh speaking of which when are you going to teach your kids about the patriarchy you gotta um, keep it going baby get those I, get those boys ready i'm a dad i just go out and work and provide and buy toys and, and hang out with them and play i don't i don't teach them any of that life stuff you gotta buy them a horse though that keeps the patriarchy going from what i understand <laughs> that's that's it that's it big muscly horse they are enough that's for sure oh, oh oh speaking of big and muscly our next award is the aptly named my captain your captain everybody's captain chris evans award the sexiest character in a movie. Last year, that bad boy was taken home by none other than another Chris. Chris Hemsworth for Thor, Love and Thunder, meaty, meaty, bicepy uh, uh, Hemsworth in that movie. This year, I don't even think we've made a decision. I think there's an argument to be had here. There's a, a couple of characters in it. I think one of them is for comedic effects, um, well, deservingly, uh, but another one it probably should go to. So uh, my my pick was Ben Affleck in Air because that fucking tracksuit, the him being shoeless in his office and him just rocking those 80s Brett the Hitman Heart sunglasses. Oh, uh, and the it hair. was just so the, perfect. The, yeah. The, the OG curly Affleck hair is just Affleck is Phil Knight. Just better looking than Phil Knight ever was and ever will be. And just a breath. You wonder why Michael Jordan's mom came to that meeting? It was the tracksuits, baby. Yeah, so I, I just thought that that was like a, a solid pick just because of how silly he is, but um, sexy in his own way, right? I, I would say that that's a, a sexy character. I would character say that he really own owned his Mojo Dojo Casa office. <laughs> well, about your pick, um, or at least, I mean, this was both of our picks, not to say I was kind of fighting for Affleck just because it would be the funnier award. But uh, what about uh, the second uh, nominee? I think if we're going to go with precedence and beefcakiness, that Gosling has to take it. It, funny, uh, uh, from Mickey Mouse Club to uh, leader of the Kenvolution and uh, and and patriarchal uh, oppressor, um, Ken. I think yeah, man. Gotta, is it a tie? Do we need to make another statue? I, I would say that Gosling and his abs were ridiculous. Like, they were so cut. I think that they were like surgical implants because he was so cut for that movie. Yeah. And I love the fact that they played on that 
And, you know, it's like he's kind of sitting there, like putting his arm up on the door and he's like he's flexing his muscle. So hilarious to me. But you got to appreciate him for his dedication to the craft and how incredibly jacked and ripped he got for that movie. How many days did he have to be dehydrated to shoot like that? Like there's a there's a process to this and people can Google it because there's Hollywood stars that talk about it. Jackman talks about it. Arnold talks about it. All these guys talk about it, that when they shoot shirtless scenes for muscly type movies like they take their water intake down to almost nothing for the days of shooting. And this whole movie, like somebody give Ryan Gosling a glass of water. Jesus. Yeah. Dehydrated, but good God. I'm sure uh, many women and men appreciated his physique as obviously we did as well because he's a nominee for this award. But I think it should go to Gosling and, uh, and his variation of Ken. Well, a strong shout out to Affleck on an amazing performance in a movie that um yeah it was there but man shine <laughs> right through all right so congrats ryan gosling as ken in the barbie movie chris evans award once again second year in a row goes to a male character uh only fitting only fitting oh absolutely next up is an award that i think you want to talk about and you can expertly explain i, I so last year and, and now this year again we're going to reach out for nostalgia and i think nostalgia built this podcast uh so we need to respect it but the uh the most i think the most historically impactful peddler of nostalgia in the movie world is jj abrams and that's the award that we're giving out right now the jj abrams nostalgia award for pulling at the nostalgia heartstrings giving us those member berries and absolutely murdering it um 2022 uh the nostalgia the jj award went to uh tom cruise and top gun maverick a uh, a virtual top and bottom high five of a movie that just made us all uh, uh, go back to the eighties, especially because they showed us pictures of the eighties repetitively in that movie. Um, but this year it was a movie that took us back to the eighties. Again, it did not do as well as the box office. It did not uh, get the critical review. It was in and out of the box office like a flash. And that movie coincidentally is the flash. So this this movie nostalgic for you, this movie had such such the hype train behind it. Right. You got Keaton as Batman. And as much as I respect Keaton as Batman, uh, he's not my Batman. So I wasn't like, oh, cool. This is going to be so badass. Like I I, but he killed it in that role. And I I thought it was a perfect addition to that movie. And I honestly don't think it could have been any could have been. I don't think it could have been any better if they would have picked another Batman. So I'm I'm happy with what they did for that. And even the, though I I complained about the CGI quite a bit, so much nostalgia. You got uh, a lot of things that didn't even uh, you weren't even thinking was going to happen in the Flash. I mean, you got Nick Cage as Superman, which is fantastic. So yeah, I mean that's OG that's Wayne Manor. You got the Batwing. You got the suit where he can't turn his head, and you even got the little teeth in there as well. The Jack Nicholson teeth. I mean, oh, so much nostalgia for a Mr. movie that Reeve. was. Helen Slater. Uh, uh, that still, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and you even got like uh like Bat Clooney for a minute. I mean, every yeah. single kind of, of DC nostalgia you can possibly have was in this movie. Adam West, uh uh, uh OG Batman 66, like let's go. Let's go. There's plenty of it, and um it wasn't a movie that was killing it at the box office, but it certainly pulled at those nostalgia heartstrings, and that's something that weighs quite a bit on us uh, for that award. So congratulations to The Flash for the J.J. Abrams Nostalgia Award. 
only award that movie's ever going to win. <laughs> but uh, next up after that is just the award that it completely just nails it. And that's the the bullseye award, uh, the casting choice that was just right on the money and something that you just can't you can't even imagine like how it could be without. So bullseye award last year's winner was uh, Daniel Radcliffe in weird. Uh, so he was weird. Al perfect casting choice and a perfect rendition of him, uh, which was a parody of a parody. So good. Right. And and that guy can act. So, uh, Mark, why don't you talk about this year's winner? This year, uh, um, came as a shock as well. I don't think anybody expected the Weird Al movie to be good, and I, I don't think we expected to love uh, uh, Barbie as much as we did. And the best casting choice in that entire movie was one man, one man that stood above everyone, and that man was Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah as Alan in Barbie, the forgotten Barbie toy, um, just stole the show, and. There's something funny about Michael Sarah uh, and how he portrays a lot of the characters that's written for him. So uh, in This is the End, he plays out just like this coked out version of himself, which is hilarious. He's doing blow in the bathrooms and and getting BJs from like random hookers and stuff like that. Uh, same thing with this. Like you don't expect Alan to be like a certified badass. And the moment he just starts taking people out, I'm just like, yes, I am all for this movie. I'm all for this character. Michael Sarah, hats off to you. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, you should have seen it coming after he took over the world of Scott Pilgrim, but man, such a just, I didn't know I needed Michael Sarah in this movie. And now I can't see this movie without Michael Sarah. Well, speaking of movies that you can't see a, a certain character uh, without, uh, there is the next award, which is the Dak Ralter Memorial Award. So for those who don't know or don't remember, but all these Star Wars fans, I'm sure you do know, Dak Ralter was Luke Skywalker's gunner in Empire Strikes Back. And he said the line, I feel like I could take on the entire empire just by myself. And Luke just looked at him. He's like, yeah, okay. And guess what? He died about two minutes later. The so the Dak Ralter wrong with that one. Yeah. The Dak Ralter Memorial Award is for the people that are just freaking useless and in the movie and they die. You think that they're going to be big and then they die. So much um, hype, so little impact. The last year's uh, award winner was um, the Illuminati, the entire Illuminati in Multiverse of Madness, because they just got shredded to bits by Wanda, which was fantastic. But this year, Mark, if you will do the honors. Um, a character that was supposed to be huge, that was much uh, uh, talked about, even in the movie. They were, uh, this character was, um, you know, uh, prefaced by being the most dangerous henchman in the multiverse. And, you know, he's coming and he was just going to leave hell in his wake. And man, he just, what the hell is all I can say about his wake. And that's Modoc in Ant-Man in the, in the Wasp quantum media, not a killing machine, just a huh machine. I think a dick, but then a reformed, not a dick. So, um, my, that was my, my son's favorite, uh, Marvel movie, uh, last year and and i believe he says it's like his favorite marvel movie now i'm sure he'll regret that later on in his life but um he enjoyed it and and i think it's because of modok you know it's he just thought modok was funny and everyone thought modok was funny a lot of people hated it just because of the cgi but whatever i mean he's supposed to look weird and this is uh as much as i wanted modok to continue on he died so that's why he gets the deck ralter memorial award yeah couldn't even kill ant-man's kid yeah yeah had a conversation with her yeah yeah no 
That's not how a killing machine works. I'll tell you that. Um, Another thing that just doesn't work for me, and I think that we've covered this on multiple podcasts, is is circus peanuts, the worst candy ever. And the next award, named aptly uh, for the worst movie or actor that was built up. The movie was just crumbly garbage. Crumbly garbage, just like a circus peanut. Last year's winner, um, a movie that was, you know, great as source material, not so much as Hulu fodder. Uh, and that was Sylvester Stallone and the entire film Samaritan. Oh, I think that our podcast got more views than that entire movie. Um, and geez, that's sad. That's sad on so many levels. But don't you worry, Mark, because we're going to get a sequel to Samaritan. Um, uh, I mean, that'll be our first two-time award winner. I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's if you haven't heard the rumors already, uh, yeah, uh, it is in development. Sylvester Stallone's making a sequel to Samaritan. So... Uh, we might need to re rename that award if uh, they win again. He just, he just really it. needs to want to get away from his wife, apparently. Like, whew, yeah, I guess that's, that's tough. Um, but uh, the movie that won this, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So uh, this movie had some awesome trailers that really piqued my interest. And it was starring uh, one of my favorite parts of the DCEU. And that's Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Uh, so Gal Gadot doing a movie for Netflix, Heart of Stone is this year's Circus Peanuts Award winner. Now, I will say that I I believe I said that I could do that movie all day, Uh, but uh, for what it's worth, you know, this movie was built up as like a a universe-building type of movie, and it was just kind of there. It was a fun ride, but it's just kind of, you know, Circus Peanuts. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I... I didn't know this movie was a thing until you were super excited about it. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. I mean, how could gal make a bad moment? It (laughs) it was, it was trying to be so many other action movies all at once. It wasn't even itself. And that I think is, uh, is, is the the goal of circus peanuts. It's a weird color. It's uh, talking about a flavor that it doesn't touch at all. And uh, it just kind of falls apart uh, when you try and uh, you try and pick it up. So um, heart of stone, um, what Maybe they'll company, do a sequel though? because they'll make sequels to anything nowadays. Um, but for for us in 2023, this was by far the um, the movie that we're not picking back up. At least I'm not. Dan loved it. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good company. You got Sylvester Stallone and Gal Gadot in in that category. So, uh, but last but not least, uh, we wanted to save this award for the last part of our show because, as we talked about, a lot of movies. Some of them were great. Some of them were not so great. Some characters were great. Some not so great. Uh, this is something that was just freaking awesome. And this is our Face Melter Award, the best thing that we've watched all year. And uh, it's actually the, the first time uh, that we've had something that is a uh, a split winner. So we've got two winners on this one. Um, Mark picked one, and then I picked another. But I can't remember uh, the Face Melter Award for last year. Do you remember what that was? Oh, that was Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home. Because that Fantastic. melted all faces. Yes, and my face is still melted. Because that's is. why I didn't remember. Every time I turn it on, uh, my wife doesn't recognize me. Yeah, of the but, um, that was last year's award. Uh, Mark, do you want to talk about your movie that you so picked for the face? My pick for this movie is um, probably the the first movie in a long time that I was happy that I watched in IMAX. Um, I've gone to IMAX, you know, whenever, and uh, you know, will for for big action movies or something, go and see it, but have never really been like yes, this needed to be an IMAX. Like, you know, not since the ones that you used to watch when IMAX was like a a um, uh, 
uh, like a novelty early when they made all the space journeys and stuff like that. But um, the first movie that IMAX made just a huge impact for me on in a long time. Um, and that was, I think, lived up to the hype for me um, from a cinematography perspective, from a story perspective, from a writing perspective, from a performance perspective. Um, it might not be a surprise. It might be a boring answer. But man, Oppenheimer melted my face. No pun intended. I never saw it. That might be like one of my, you know, uh, I'll probably see it eventually. Uh, I'm sure it's good. Uh, and, and I've heard great things about it. But yeah, Oppenheimer, I'm sure think it's got some good Legitimately, stuff. this is a movie that you lose. Not seeing it in that loud, giant, just echo chamber environment. I, I Seriously, the sound engineering on that was just, it It, it was, it, and, and the theater I saw it in, it was turned up to 11. And it was like, it was legit. It was super legit. I have not been that happy, like, I've not felt that satisfied by a Christopher Nolan movie in a while, or just like from a cinematic perspective and been like, this is just great. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, and I, I'm a Nolan fan and uh, I do like Killian Murphy and along with the uh, star side cast that's in it. So yeah, congrats to Oppenheimer for uh, one of the two face melter awards that we're doing this year. But uh, my pick uh, for this year is a movie that I've seen in theaters four times and four I have times? seen it f- four times or four. Four. four times in theaters. Huh. And um, it's, oddly enough, that number happens to be in the title, but I've also seen it three times outside of the theaters on uh, airplanes. So I have enjoyed this movie multiple times. And guess what? My wife got it for me for my birthday because I asked for it and she's an awesome wife. But that movie is John Wick 4. Holy shit. This movie is freaking incredible. Um, I've already got it downloaded to my digital digital library and I also have the Blu-ray and... Uh, 4k ultra dvd just to make sure that i can support the physical media because i'm one of those guys that like yeah you'll probably lose your digital media somehow so why not have the physical copy but this movie's so great music fantastic action this is the only series of movies that it gets progressively better with each one a lot of others it's like oh the first one's good and the second one's awesome and then it trails off or, or something right john wick every time that movie is released. Um, you've got each sequel topping the other. And uh, John Wick 5 is supposedly in uh, pre-production, but we'll see if that actually happens. But such a great thrill ride, especially in the movie theaters. Um, a long movie, too. Very long movie, worth it. And super long action sequences for all those action junk- junkies like myself. This was just totally worth it because I can't remember the last time I saw a movie in theaters four times. I think the last time was Endgame. So that says anything about it as you can see by all the memorabilia and the cosplay stuff uh yeah huge marvel fan and endgame fan uh john wick absolutely he is the the truth when it comes to action movies so uh yeah that's my pick for the face melter award for this year i haven't seen a john wick movie since the first one and i think i only saw that once so maybe if you watch oppenheimer i will watch all three other or i'll watch all four john wick movies probably in the amount of time it takes you to watch oppenheimer so done done i will do it let's do that let's let's review it next year because goddamn, i could talk about that movie for all time like i can do that all day i can watch that movie all day i can talk about it all day it could be our first all-day podcast i mean it could be 
that's why those are the face melter awards so uh, i hope you all have enjoyed uh this awards show if you haven't seen any of these movies definitely check them out and definitely check out some of our previous episodes from this year uh we talk a lot about um some inner co-mixing uh episodes so yeah there's some continuity throughout everything just enjoy it you know we we have a wonderful time doing this podcast and we're going to continue to do so our big episode 100 will be coming up soon so stick around there's more great things to come but as we sign off on 2023 uh this is dan the part-time adventure that's mark the rest on jedi we love you swifties don't hate us please have a good one everyone